Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MindTech 2018 podcast. I'm here with Professor Cathy Cresswell, who, as you know, is director of the Andy Research Clinic at Reading University. Hi, Cathy. How are you doing? Hi. Good. Thank you. So, really good presentation on your work um, developing a digital intervention for young people with anxiety. And you kind of started off talking about the problem and how significant it is and the fact that we know that CBT is a solution for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So just tell us a bit about the background there. Yes, so that's right. As you said, you know, we know that anxiety disorders are a problem in children and and the lifetime prevalence of anxiety is is almost a quarter of all people will experience significant problems with anxiety at some point. And we also know that about half of those people will first have those problems before they leave primary school. So obviously if we can be uh, identifying those children and intervening effectively at that stage we can really save you know a lifetime of, of difficulties and so we've done a lot of work um, using cognitive behavioral approaches to treatment of child anxiety in primary school aged children and a lot of the work that we've done has involved working with parents to support them to um, develop a good understanding of cognitive behavioral principles and then be able to apply them in their child's day-to-day life and uh, we found that by taking that approach and supporting parents in that way we can get really good outcomes and we can also do it quite efficiently by taking a a sort of guided self-help approach where we're supporting parents but there are a number of uh, barriers to that that uh, the approach we've taken so far has been about sharing a book for parents to work with which is obviously not very accessible to a lot of people Um, and so we were really excited to um, think about how we could apply this approach in a digital way because that brings so many advantages in terms of just being able to have far more kind of engaging ways to communicate with people that's much more accessible not required Requiring, you know, high literacy demands, but also families told us very clearly that they, you know, it's it's very difficult for families to attend appointments at specialist settings. Um, parents are often working; there'll be other children to look after often. Um, So the more that they can do from their own home, the better. And also, many families told us that, you know, it's a real concern for them, their child being made to feel that they have a problem. So actually, if they can be helped early, many families would really like to be supported in being able to help their children themselves um, and, you know, not get to the stage where they need others to sort of step in and take over. I guess one of the things about digital interventions is that they often are digital versions of real-world interventions, and that doesn't always work. So how are you kind of developing this so that it is meeting the needs of parents and young people? Yes, and we were very aware of that, that uh, we, we had some ideas about how it, how this approach might work and what it might look like uh, online, but it, we obviously were concerned that we might not have the right ideas. So um, we followed a, a co-design approach all the way through. So we've worked very intensively with children who have, have had experience of anxiety problems, parents whose children have had those difficulties some of whom had had experience of treatment some of whom hadn't uh, and also with NHS clinicians so with that group we worked together with the tech company to um, have a number of workshops where we really tried to work out what it was that people would need and what they would want it to look like and how it would need to work for them to be able to access it and use it so we went through quite a long process of doing that in order to really specify um, the product and what it should do and also and what it should look like and then we went through um, quite a long usability testing phase as well to make sure that it was still easy to use and intuitive for people and so we've we've been through that whole process now it's quite a lengthy process but I think you know we can definitely say that what's come out at the end is not what we would have done if we'd just done what we thought was the right thing to do at the beginning and it's definitely benefited from that process.
and how are you evaluating it? So we've got a number of uh, different studies about to start. We've just got all the approvals in place to do a trial within our Andy Research Clinic where we'll be comparing it to the standard face-to-face version. Mm. What we'll be looking at there is whether, you know, we obviously want to make sure that we're able to engage and retain people throughout the digital intervention and that the outcomes are, um, you know, are certainly no worse than they are for the face-to-face, um, but hopefully it will bring other advantages to families as well. We're also uh, working on a number of projects where we're looking to adapt it for groups who have particular unmet needs so pre-adolescent children with obsessive compulsive disorder but also children who are particularly prone to anxiety disorders so children with physical chronic physical health conditions um, and uh, children with autistic spectrum disorders who have anxiety in in that context so we're looking to um, adapt it through further co-design for those groups as well and then and then we'll always be uh, conducting randomized controlled trials to make sure it's effective. The audience are coming back in, but I just want to ask you one final question about the Emerging Minds Network. So this is recently launched. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we're really excited about the Emerging Minds Network, which you're obviously part of. Um, So the Emerging Minds Network officially started on the 1st of December, but um, we're going to have our formal launch later on next year because we're we're about to embark on quite a long um, stakeholder engagement exercise to really help us to identify what the challenges are that the network needs to uh, focus on from the perspectives of young people people, their carers, but also policymakers, clinicians, um, those in educational settings. So over the next six months, do keep looking at us on, on Twitter, and I'm sure you'll be passing on lots of that stuff, Andre, uh, too, to um, join in those conversations, because we'll be running groups with our partners, Young Minds and the Centre for Mental Health, but we'll also, um, through you and um, the Mental Health, be re- you know trying to reach wider voices to help us really get a very clear steer on you know what, what we need to focus on to develop interdisciplinary research that will really make a difference to children and young people's lives.